0: Did snakes once have legs? Chances are you have heard this tradition passed down, especially in church. But is this actually what the Bible says? It originates from Genesis, we are told, but does it really? We have many traditions that have been passed down, some of which we have already covered do not actually fit Scripture. They are the doctrines of men, and far too often we even find them of occult origin, even. Yet scholars repeat them in ignorance. This is because... They have never actually conducted any research in those areas. They may be scholars, but they're not necessarily scholars of that topic. Let's just call it what it is. But just accepted what they had been told. And understandably so. No one can study everything, right? And no one knows everything, including us. But that which we have tested, we know well. I mean, it's pretty bad when the entire story of Messiah's birth has been added to, or really leavened, to such a point. It's completely different, adding many elements, not even there. And why? I mean, so we could have a song that is wrong? The birth of Messiah does not need to be expanded and added to. It is already significant enough. Is this another one of those cases? We see snakes today, well, they do not have legs, right? Well, that's for sure. Of course, someone will go and find an article somewhere to even manipulate that, well, one particular snake somewhere that has something that is now redefined as legs. Who cares? The point is, snakes generally do not today. So what makes us think they needed legs before? I mean, think about it. Certainly not to survive, not even to move. I mean, snakes move pretty fast, right? Legs might even get in the way, perhaps. Don't know, because, well, snakes don't have legs. But did they once have them, and does the Bible actually say so? We're going to explore that quickly in this brief video. Genesis 3, 1. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God, Yahuwah Elohim, had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Well, in English, this certainly says serpent. It's right there. And that's a snake, right? Well, we'll look at that in Hebrew, and let's see. What do we know about this creature, though? Whatever it is. It is more subtle or cunning, smart, in an evil sense, essentially, than any beast of the field. Does it say he is a beast of the field? Ah, actually, no. Ah, a lot of people miss that. But I don't know about you. I'm not particularly a fan of snakes. They creep me out. And they do kind of sneak up on you, no doubt. But that's not enough to assume this is it. That is only assumed, but not really there. So we have to test it another way. Then he did something we certainly have never seen a snake do. At least I haven't. Maybe you have. Uh, He spoke to Eve. Now, there are legends that animals, especially in the garden, actually used to speak and the Book of Jubilees even records that. We have a video on that. There is precedence, but did it say this is an animal? It could be, but it does not specify in this verse. It just doesn't say and will show you. So what are we missing? This being, again, is more cunning than any. Beast of the field. Not necessarily a beast himself in that sense. Just smarter, perhaps, and again, in an evil sense. This word beast in Hebrew, in fact, can be very generic, meaning live or life, mostly. Was the being in the garden more cunning than all of life? Yes, that's what it says. That is a huge statement. Think about it. Are snakes? Well, no. Not really. They are not. Then all living things? All creatures? No. I mean, that's a very interesting thought. Who could possibly fit that? No beast that we know of. Snakes aren't that smart. So, who is? We'll see, but this is a being so smart, he outwitted Adam, who was by Yahuwah himself, basically, with no intention. I mean, he was in the presence of Yahuwah. He had no intention of ever sinning. This was not an act of rebellion in that sense, as much as an act of love, placing his wife over Yahuwah, which is wrong in sin, no doubt. Now, that identifies something far more powerful here. It is just not enough to assume this serpent is any animal in which we are aware. None could create these circumstances to trick Adam into giving up his righteousness and eternal life. Let's look more deeply at this word interpreted as serpent. In Hebrew, it is nakash or nahash or nahas. The root of this word is not snake, it means to shine, or a shining one. Now, could that be a snake? Sure. It could fit in that essence. However, you know, they slither, and they shine in the sun. You, you could see that. I, no doubt. It's not necessarily a horrible translation. It's just wrong. But does a snake have the intellect to outsmart Adam? No. No, he doesn't. Not really. As you explore this definition more deeply, this shining one, Nakash, is far more likely an angel. This is an angel who approached Eve. It cannot be Satan after he fell. He can't be a fallen angel because he wouldn't be in the Garden of Eden. Eve would never have spoken to him. And he wouldn't have right to go into the incorruptible garden. So who is this? But what about his legs? Nothing has said snakes. It's just not there saying snakes used to have legs. That's not in this passage. But this next verse at the end of the story is where the thinking derives. We'll see. And the Lord God, Yahuwah Elohim, said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me. By the way, that word means deceived and never anything more. There's a lot of strange doctrine out there. Watch our serpent seed uh, doctrine videos. There's two of them and answers and Jubilees. And I did eat and... The Lord God, Yahuwah Elohim, said unto the serpent. There we are again. It's Nakash in Hebrew, not actually serpent. Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. So he's smarter than all beasts of the field. And he's now cursed above all cattle or animals, essentially. The assumption Well, that means he must be a beast of the field. I mean, in English, it does say serpent, right? Well, it does, indeed. However, not in Hebrew. This is being placed in a position lower than cattle and beast. He's lower. That's what this is really saying. But now it gets interesting. Upon thy belly shalt thou go. Now, does this say snakes ever had legs? Uh, No, it doesn't. It's just not there. First, because this is not a snake. Are all snakes cursed because of this? Well, again, this is not a snake, but that doesn't make any sense either. And certainly not something that you should be putting on snakes. Therefore, if snakes are cursed, well, it has nothing to do with this story. So, if they do have a curse, it's not from Genesis. Notice the language, though, even in English. This being is now lowered to a status lower than the beasts and cattle in his order. This is a serious, serious judgment. He is made low, lower than the beasts of the field. And now... He crawls on his belly. You don't get any lower than that. But he's not a snake, though. That's not here. Let's continue. And dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Now, again, sounds like crawling, slithering, right? The ground, like a snake. Well, indeed, there's there's no doubt that there's similarities there. Yet, there's no snake who fits this passage. It's not a snake. He's the old serpent, the devil. I mean, he's called the old serpent in Revelation. No doubt about that. But he's not a snake. He's a fallen angel. That's what he is. We know that. That is fact. Now, this being is far more cunning and powerful. Just look at the prophecy. He becomes the antithesis of the coming Messiah. Now, That's not a snake. I mean, come on. Snakes did not fashion the cross and kill him, though he raised, of course, and overcame and always will. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. The awesome prophecy of Genesis 3.15. Now, we've covered already in our serpent seed videos, you have to watch those for more, that First John defines this as spiritual seed, not physical seed. This is not about snakes plaguing mankind. Realize this is Messiah, and we'll show you a very cunning and powerful being here in the garden is being defined, not a snake. He will attack Messiah and bruise his heel. But Yahushua will bruise his head for good. Yeah, the language is there. You could insert snake and it kind of makes sense. I get that, but it doesn't give any so called scholar the right to insert a snake into a passage that is not about a snake. Satan is a fallen angel. Nor did he possess. Satan doesn't possess. Demons do. So he didn't possess a snake or some weird creature that nobody knows what it was. There's just, those question marks are not there. It's very obvious who it is, and we'll show you. What is this word belly, though, in Hebrew? It's an obscure word only used twice in all of Scripture. Let's take a look. So, it's interpreted belly both times it is used. The other use, however, will demonstrate, though, it could be reptiles. Well, it most certainly is not limited to reptiles, however. That is a faulty injection into this definition. We see these kinds of things often in scholarship. They just grab something and go with it, and they really don't vet it out. Strong's deeper definition here, the external abdomen, belly, as the source of the fetus, belly. So in deeper definition, not specific to reptiles, now Brown Driver Biggs, Briggs uh, goes a little further. It says belly. It assumes of reptiles, yet neither passage is actually about reptiles specifically. Again, it's assumed, and the other use will demonstrate this, we'll show you. It's not specific to reptiles. Compare, perhaps, Assyrian. Gehinu, cord, from twisting. Now, that's interesting. So, in Assyrian, a similar word means twisting like a cord. That's not even belly Necessarily. Okay. Now you could say, oh, well, snakes twist. Yeah, so do a lot of things. And so does Satan. He doesn't need to be a snake to be twisting like a cord. Let's look at the other use of this word, interpreting belly. This is a passage about foods animals in which the one who created them tells us they were not created for food, certain ones that are considered by him unclean. Now, Peter nor Paul can actually change, nor do they change that by the way, and that's something to look into. No one can declare something the creator calls not good for food as now good for food. Uh, They just can't. Now, they did not recreate them, did they? No. These are still important, and we encourage research in that area. Leviticus 11.42 Whatsoever goeth upon the belly, now let's keep going, and whatsoever goeth upon all four, or whatsoever hath more feet among all creeping things that creep upon the earth. These are very general. This is not specific to one being. It's just not. Them ye shall not eat, for they are... An abomination. Okay, so this verse says anything that crawls on his belly. That includes snakes, there's no doubt about that. And so I hear they taste like chicken, but you know, I'm not gonna try. Don't have any interest whatsoever. But are really going to leave out all the other species here that crawl on their bellies? Because the scripture is not being specific to snakes. It's not exactly a good way to read the Bible, and we see this far too often. It's very selective, and the assumption is placed in there, yet the paradigm is not accurate. So this doesn't say snake bellies, specifically, and neither does Genesis 3.15 or 14. That being is not a snake. Now, we know who he is, and I'm going to cover that. We even say so, but Scripture has never been silent on this. And one must wonder why it is that many of us even in the ministry for many years have been talking out of really kind of both sides of our mouth on this without really thinking it through. If we're telling children, oh, you know, snakes used to have legs, and on the other hand, we're saying, no, the serpent was Satan, well, which is he? Is he Satan or is he a snake? And no, no. Satan doesn't possess snakes. Doesn't work. So, who is this powerful being so smart and cunning? He was able to place Adam in a position that Adam would choose to sin. This has never been a mystery at all. Revelation 12 9. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent. Dragon, serpent, those are not animal classifications in this passage. He is a fallen angel. We know this, not a dragon, nor a snake, literally. No, we all know this, but why do we tell our children he was a snake? Called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, he was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Now, this is a future event, as John defines in the very first sentences of this book. We're not covering that here. There has been no war in heaven yet, nor could there be in Scripture. Revelation 20, verse 2. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. Satan isn't just compared to a serpent and dragon. But he is the ancient serpent and dragon, the one from Genesis, from the garden. He is also known as dragon, which is a serpent of sort, really, when you think about it. These are connotations for him many times. But this was not a snake, and he is not a snake. We know this. It was the devil, or Satan himself. This is when he fell. No, he didn't fall before he was created. Can't work. But right here in this story, yes, Messiah even prophesies and sees this same event from Revelation 12, basically, in a future context, when Satan falls like lightning. But see, he can't fall like lightning and then fall again. Which is it? I mean, we got to make up our minds here when we're reading scripture. There's a timeline involved, and we have to keep to the timeline. If Satan already fell, how does he get into the garden? He wouldn't. How does he enter heaven in Job? Well, he wouldn't. And even here in Revelation 12, he's entering heaven again. Satan had not been completely disconnected and thrown from heaven until this point in Revelation 12, where he is doing what? Accusing the brethren, accusing mankind and still entering heaven. But wait a minute. If he fell between Genesis 1.1 1, 1 and 1, 1.2, well, who exactly did he accuse? Because man wasn't created yet, nor were angels. Wow. See, the timeline is just off for a lot of these people. So we need to consider that. His sin, and when he fell, in a sense, and again, he hasn't completely fallen yet. That's just fact, biblically. But Satan's first sin was in the garden according to scripture and no scripture says otherwise did snakes once have legs you may have heard this in church and even from answers in genesis even but snakes never had legs in scripture. This is born of a misunderstanding of scripture and something they especially tell our children thinking it's a cute story. Oh, snakes used to have legs. No, they didn't. It is a lie. And it isn't the Bible, isn't the Bible enough that we do not have to add to it? The Bible never identifies a snake in Genesis 3. It is the old serpent, the devil, who is a fallen angel, not a snake. He's far more cunning and far more powerful. He is a nakash, shining one, the angel of light. Indeed. And again, Revelation tells us twice, it was him there, not a snake. Snakes never had so much sway as to be listened to above Yahuwah. It took the most cunning of all, Satan, an angel, still in his position of authority in the Garden of Eden at the time, to trick Eve, which then placed Adam in the dilemma of his life. Would he let his wife die while he continued to have eternal life? Or would he choose his love for her over that of Yahuwah? He chose wrong, and mankind has paid the price. But don't blame Adam, because if it wasn't him, the next generation already had a murderer. And if you or I were there, well, we would have probably found a way to sin as well. So there you go. Snakes never had legs. Now you know. Another doctrine of men resolved. If you enjoyed this video and our others, please like and subscribe and don't forget to click the bell. Friend us over on Facebook at The God Culture, space hyphen space original and check out our websites, TheGodCulture.com. And our books are available most free in ebook on OphirInstitute.com. We have over 300 videos here on this channel. Go to our playlist and enjoy the journey. Yah ja bless to everyone.